We are not affiliated with, nor do we represent Alcoholics Anonymous. We are simply here sharing our experiences, strength, and hope so that hopefully we can help someone through another day. And I'm Bree. And we are telling, telling on ourselves. Telling, telling, telling on ourselves. Telling, telling, telling on ourselves. Telling on ourselves. Telling on ourselves. Telling, telling, telling on ourselves. Welcome. We are at episode 19. I, I've, for some reason, I'm getting a lot of weird pleasure from remembering the numbers. That's like my little OCD anal thing. Hey, nothing wrong with that. That's right. So um, today we are going to talk about busyness. But be- I know, but before that, we got our first thought wrong. First thought wrong. Well, my first thought wrong just now was, are we going to talk about getting busy or just busyness? Busyness. Okay, not to be confused with business, like business, business, like what business we have to take care of. Business usually causes busyness, though. Yes, but we're talking about busyness with a Y. Yes. Not an I. Is that how it's Yeah, because if you put it... I a, looked it up because I was like, wait a minute, if I spell it with an I, then it's business. Yeah. So I looked it up and it is busy with a Y. Ness. Why do we do this? So yeah. we're taking care of why busyness, not business today. I, I have a Yeah, save that. Yeah, save it. I am going to do, I won the first thought wrong. It's Brie. First thought wrong. And it's so apropos to this week's topic of busyness because this week, and this is, I usually try not to make too many plans for myself for the weekend, especially that are not fun or that I don't like to do, you know, willingly. Uh, because it is my weekend and I want my weekend to be fun. I feel that work is, um, can sometimes be very stressful and overwhelming. So when the weekend comes, I want to enjoy it and I want to have fun. And fun to me is literally sitting on the couch and catching up on TV and taking naps and eating. So I need at least one evening or one part of my day to like have that scheduled in, which is usually Sunday afternoons after we leave here. So this weekend, though, I had plans Friday night, Saturday morning, like all day Saturday morning into the afternoon, was going to do a fifth step with a sponsee, and then Saturday night meeting with my sponsor, and then Sunday morning meeting, podcasting, more step work with a different sponsee, and then pictures with Dave's family. So... Nonstop for me, right? For me, that's nonstop. Other people might have been like, well, you have the time in between, you know, Sunday afternoon for like an hour or two. That would give me a headache. That would would make that that many plans. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that's too much. Thank you. Okay, well, then, well, but my first thought wrong then was all week I was angry about it and resentful about it. And I had, I felt like I did not look forward to the weekend at all. And I was, I did complain about it a lot to Dave. I was, I said, it doesn't even feel like the weekend to me. I'm actually dreading the weekend more than I dread Mondays (laughs) coming back to work. That's how I was feeling going into the weekend. Um, And so guess what? Like three out of the five things I had to do ended up canceling on me. And the thing I did on Friday night, which I was not going to go to because I thought that was going to, I was going to turn that into my self-care time, but I needed that. We did game night and I just cracked 
up the entire night. I had so much fun. I laughed the entire time. Yeah, I heard it was lots of belly laughs. So, well, I mean, it's Cards Against Humanity. How can you not? So <laughs> uncomfortable belly laughs. Uncomfortable, <laughs> yeah, but awesome and awesome and awkward and yeah. so fun. But uh, so God cleared my schedule for me, probably knowing that I was spinning in all of this resentment. And the resentment definitely came from just like what we figured out, like just not having control, like feeling like I don't have control. I'm not going to get to do what I want to do. And not that was not comfortable for me at all. And I was stewing about it all week. So that first thought wrong was like, like Hurricane Dorian, just like lingering, lingering all week. But to wrap up what Bree was talking about, I think we all fall into the trap of uh, making all these plans because we feel we have to, like we're obligated. And I think you even used the word obligatory once or twice. It And there are some things that are very important that we do need to schedule in. But Vicki kept saying over and over again, you got to schedule yourself in too. And you said, I have an hour and a half. Well, instead of thinking, I only have an hour and a half, go, I've got an hour and a half. What do I want to do to make myself feel better? And those are tricks that I've been trying to play with my myself a lot more because I do have a pretty busy life by choice and I enjoy it. I, I do thrive on that. But the only way I'm able to, to make it uh, sustainable is to schedule my time and what's really important to me. Well, that's good. Why don't we go right into the busyness then? Because I felt like that was a great, okay. like you talking about yeah. how you thrive in busyness is a great segue into Let's our topic. Yeah. And then we'll talk about Soul Sparkle at a little the end. bit at the end. Okay. Perfect. Okay. So uh, as we said, our topic today is busyness. And I found a couple of good um, definitions. Now, I will tell you, most of the definitions say you're occupied is the main word. That's the main verb there, occupied. But a lot of the definitions don't really put a bad slant to it. It's not like it's detrimental. And sometimes for me, busyness can be extremely detrimental. So the the two definitions I found that jumped out and kind of uh, embody what we're going to talk about today is it's occupied with meaningless activity. And it's the, the quality of being busy. And then the other one is lively but meaningless activity. So when, when we're talking about meaningless activity, for what comes to mind for me is that, and Vicki says this all the time, feelings can't hit a moving target. So if you're in avoidance or you're um, trying to outthink, outrun whatever problems you're not dealing with, being busy is a fantastic way to do it because you don't give yourself any downtime. In fact, it was a strategy that I used early in recovery to not deal with other people. Um, and, and it was given to me by my therapist. <laughs> so um, what she used to tell me, and it was for specific scenarios, like family parties or something, if I was having anxiety. And, and she would say, just get busy doing, doing things. And um, it was very helpful for me. It was very helpful. But after you do that for so long, and after that becomes a habit, it starts to become a habit. And I think when people are here at my house for parties, or um, especially my family, I mean, I, I find myself doing it. And I remember my sister, Renee, used to say to me, Vicki, would you just sit down and talk to me? And I I couldn't. I just wanted to be doing the dishes while I was talking to her. Why Why can't I do stuff and do that? Because people don't like that. It's not nice. Yeah, it totally, uh, I think 
my perception of that is that you're not focused. And even in your mind, you think you're focused, you're not giving the person the, it's a respect thing. And it's not that you're not capable of doing that, um, doing some kind of meaningless hand activity, because I, it's funny, Vicki, I watch you in meetings when you are jiggling your leg and scratching on a pen. Now that I understand you, I get why you have to do that. But for a long time, I'm like, Jesus Christ, woman, calm down. Just sit still. I know. I mean, it's hard. There's, there's a little bit of ADD, I think, um, sprinkled into my personhood. Well, and I think I avoid busyness for a couple reasons. One, because I'm lazy and I prefer to just be sitting around doing nothing sometimes. And I got really used to it when I didn't drive. And so I didn't have a lot of commitments because people knew I couldn't drive in it. If I couldn't get somewhere, I couldn't get somewhere. And I just got really used to being on my own doing stuff at home alone and just really chill and relaxing. Before that, I was busy all the time. I mean, but I was always busy trying to get to the next party or doing, you know, always wanting to be with friends and hang out that way. So I I need to find a balance of productive busyness and also solitude, self-care, you know, being busy with myself, I guess. Well, I've been reading a lot about busyness and I've been in this, you know, new world of online stuff. And I keep reading these articles and it's about busyness being a badge of honor in our world. Like they, it's almost like you feel, so I went through this. I felt bad because I wasn't as busy. I was used to working 60 hours a week, doing all this stuff. And then I had this time on my hand and I was very productive and I got a lot of things done. But it's almost a natural knee-jerk remark. What are you doing? I'm busy. I'm busy. Oh, I was real busy this week. Oh, I did a lot of stuff. I was busy. Like, we feel like we have to say it sometimes. Well, I think the bigger badge of honor is not just that you're busy, but, like, how you handle the stress when you're busy. Oh, like, yeah. I am, I actually, I will give that badge of honor to people. When I see people who are very, really actually busy and they just handle it. Vicki, I see, well, I see both of you this way. You guys just kind of handle it like a boss. Like, I do give you baller. the... Baller. Baller. I do give you a badge <laughs> of honor for that. Because the second I start to get too busy... I freak out like this week, mm. having my weekend be blown up. I resentment central, you know, I can't handle it. This week, um, yesterday, actually on Saturday, I catered a wedding for a dear friend and it wasn't a big affair and um, it wasn't a terribly complicated menu, but instead of doing like a full on meal, they decided to do finger food, which is a lot more work. What people don't understand, they think it's going to be easier and it's not, but it was a fun menu and I was excited about it, but because of the nature of food preparation, you can't really do much before the thing happens. So I did spend a big part of the front end of the week in anticipation of all the stuff that I had to do. And I had to constantly talk myself down from getting anxious, getting nervous. And it's always like this before any event that I do. The day before is the absolute worst. Once I start working, then the calm comes over me. But it's that anticipation that always gets me. 
Well, it's like you're an artist, you know. She just knows what to do and when to do it and how to do it. It's It was so interesting to watch because I helped her. But, I mean, you get into a groove and you get into a flow and then it doesn't feel so much like work. Right. And, and that's the art part about it. And that's more of what's happening to me now because before I felt so, so busy because I didn't like what I was doing. Right. And now what I'm doing, I don't feel as busy because I absolutely... Love it, and I can be doing it at nine o'clock at night, and it doesn't even phase me. It's it does it feels good. So it's like you look at your to do list, and it doesn't seem like tasks. They seem, what do they feel like? They feel like just th- stuff you get to do instead of stuff you have to do. Right? Yeah. yeah. Right. I well, get to cool. create. I get to engage. I get to explore and learn and do all these things because that's what I'm working on and it's so awesome. It is. And I'm going to go ahead and, and whine a little bit. Um, I had a big curveball thrown on me. So when I do catering, I do a lot of stuff at my house um, and I kind of jump through some, you know, uh, technicality loopholes to do it, but it works out fine because I do fi- finished product at a client's house, which is all legit, which is what happens. But we've had this round of terrible th- thunderstorms this week, and on Thursday night, our power went out at 12.30 in the morning and still wasn't back on at 9 a.m., and the night before, of course, I had shopped for hundreds of dollars of product that I had to cook, and we didn't know when it was going to come back on because the lightning hit a transformer. But you know what the beautiful thing about this was I was laying in bed trying to figure out what I was going to do and off the bat I could name five people that could help me being being in this life that I have right now with all my crazy and all my busy knowing that I have without even thinking hard five people that I can call that's going to help me out I can't even tell you how full my gratitude cup was it was amazing and and that's that's the life that I'm rebuilding here that I am able to revel in the busyness that I'm creating because it's what I want, not not what I have to do to get by or what I have to do to not feel all the ugliness. This is what I do because I want to do it. So the feeling after you're done being busy is a sense of ha- like happiness, gratitude. Accomplishment. Like pr- accomplishment. Yeah. But when you're busy in the wrong way, the attitude is thank you. God, that's over. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's how I feel on or, Fridays. Or when, after it, work. when it gets canceled and you do the, like, yes. the little happy dance in your living room. That's my favorite. Well, but see, I get stuck in beating myself up and shaming myself because, like, this is, you know, God wants me to be of service to others. Why I feel like I'm being selfish with my time when I have something scheduled that I'm not looking forward to. That's, you know, I feel, I feel bad. And, and part of it is life. Part of it is life, and part of life is, like, we talk about it, living life on life's terms, and some of that can be annoying stuff, and I think it's fair to be happy when things like that are over, and I think it's okay when somebody cancels, when I'm still in my pajamas and I know that I don't have to change because I don't have to go to that meeting at, you know, 9.30 in the morning, and I'm not talking about one of our meetings. I'm talking more about, like... Like a work uh-huh. meeting. Yeah. 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 
the work that doesn't inspire you. And there's the big difference. So when you guys were talking, I'm thinking about, okay, so we have, we've quantified what busyness is, good and bad. So what do we do when we're stuck in that cycle of, like Brie was talking about her first thought wrong, you have all these commitments that you pretty much, they're obligatory. You could get out of it, but you really don't need to because it's something that needs to be done. So how do we manage that in our lives? Yeah. How do we cope with Busyness. Mm-hmm. How old? The, the not happy busyness. The not chosen busyness. I mean, I think that's when you have to turn it over to God. Mm-hmm. Let go and let your higher power intercede and know it's going to be okay. But that's that's hard for me. And, and like I was saying, you know, when you do have that hour and a half window, instead of saying, I only have an hour and a half, go thank goodness I've got an hour and a half today right. You know that I've got to myself. So if I want to go for a walk or I want to sit in front of the TV or I want to take a disco nap, I've got that hour and a half that's mine. And by God, I'm going to make the best use of that hour and a half that I can. I'm not going to sit in resentment. I'm not going to sit and just, you know, stew in it. I'm going to, I'm going to say, wow, the sun's out. I'm going to go sit outside and, and drink in some vitamin D. You are one involved chick because I, when I am aggravated about being busy, I don't go there in my head. I wish I did. I just am, I'm, I'm like, what am I going to do? I have to get ready. And, you know, I, I persevere. I used to be the worst on Sunday nights. I used to have the worst Monday anxiety that I hated the fact that my Sunday was ruined. The only thing that used to keep me going was when there was a new Walking Dead episode on. (laughs) And then I would be happy about Sundays. And then I wouldn't think about Monday. But other than that, man, I used to get that, ugh. Yeah, awful. It's like, the, it's like the school Sunday night anxiety. It's like, and um, it's funny. I do have a lot of friends that that uh, still probably suffer from that, and especially if you have families, which I have no first person knowledge of, so I can only kind of observe. But it's a whole lot on your plate, so of course it's going to be an anxiety thing. So how do you manage it? How do you how do you make it so that your whole day is not ruined? Because I remember a time in my life when I would. Especially like I just thought of this example. I work nights, so I didn't have to go to work till three or four in the afternoon. I would spend the whole day going, "Well, I can't do anything because I've got to go to work tonight." Well, I, I wasted all these days of things that I could have been doing. And now, when I think back on that, I'm like, it, I try not to be uh, kick myself in the butt about it, but leave it as a lesson that it doesn't have to be that way. You know, we can take whatever. Also, coping with the busyness. One thing that I was doing when I was busy during during the weeks. As, and I think I might have told you guys this before, but one thing that I had to start doing is only make plans to do one thing during the week, like during the work week. Mm-hmm. So if like my Aunt Sue wanted to meet up for dinner one night, I'd make that plan with her for the, for the one week. And if someone came along and was like, hey, do you want to hang out this week or come over sometime this week? I'd be, no, I can't this week. But next week is free. And then I make the, you know one plan for the next week. And I just keep kind of planning one week out, one week out so that I'm not right. cramming. Because that's another thing. I'd get resentful just coming home on a, on a work night, you know, 10, 11 o'clock at night. I'm like upset about it. So maybe I have to do that with my weekends too, is if I do have a really busy weekend, I'm just, sometimes I'm going to have to like bite the bullet and take the busy weekend and then plan that next weekend I'm just busy and I'm, I'm unavailable. Right. Right. And 
for me, it's that balance and planning ahead. And yes, and planning there ahead. are so I am notorious for double booking and triple booking and not putting it in my phone. And you were so funny the other night when we put something in your phone, you're like, it has to be done immediately or I won't remember. And I am really working on that. That is, and, and, and this is how I combat this busyness factor is I, I'm trying to be better with time management. It is not my gift and it need, I need to self-manage now because I'm not on a nine to, you know, or eight to five schedule. I am on my own schedule. So I need to self-manage that and I need to manage in, I need to schedule in that time for uh, walks or prayer and meditation or, you know, block things out. And, and that is very helpful, but it's also super incredibly easy to get off of that and not even look at that and just go throughout my day and be unorganized and busy and not paying attention to the fact that I haven't sat down for four hours and I need to rest. <laughs> there was a couple of things I thought of, Vicki, when you were talking. The first one is old Lynn, especially, the one that was unhappy and resentful all the time. There's certain things that are personality traits. My personality trait is to really hold on to and remember schedule things because it was a control. I mean, I see that now, but I had absolutely no concept how people double book themselves. I didn't get it. It's like you're just not thinking, you're being selfish, you're being self-centered, and I was so impatient with double bookers. And now listening to you, I'm like, well, I never even thought of it that way. It It, it is learning to be uh patient with people that are different than you. And I used to not have that and I still have to work on it. But it was just such a concept of not that I couldn't even get it of double booking. And then what, when you're talking about the busy schedule, the other thing I thought of is I've luckily, thank you, have a very busy catering schedule in September. Every weekend I've got something. And there's a retreat that I really love going to the first weekend or second weekend of October. But I am going to Kentucky the first weekend of October. So that's like five weeks of no weekend time. And I said, you know what? I need to. I need to not do that. Even though it's a little bit disappointing, because I know I get a lot out of it. If I don't, I'm going to go stark raving mad. Like seriously, you'll see Lynn running down the street screaming and out of my mind. So I had to make that tough decision of missing out on something that I really do enjoy, because I knew if I hadn't by that point given myself some time, that everything was going to piss me off. Everything was going to be dark and ugly, and I was not going to be a nice person to be around. Right. Well, that's just what we were talking about. So you did that. You saw planned ahead for yourself to schedule yourself. And now I have a question. Have you guys ever had something like you're, you're busy and you have these plans and then something cancels and then you didn't know, like you don't know what to do with that time that you have now. So then you just kind of like meander around and then feel really weird. No, I never have really? that feeling. I feel happy. Well, yeah, I like feel you feel happy, hook. but then... Sometimes I feel like I don't replace it with other things that are productive. And, and Or I don't think about what else I could have been doing during that time until later when I'm like Sunday night and I didn't do my laundry and I had all Saturday afternoon to do my laundry, but instead... So no, I don't. I, I If I have free time, like I, I count that as a hall pass. So then I don't schedule something productive. I just enjoy Chill. that because okay. I have such a hard time chilling that when it happens, I'm like, yay, I have, I have all this time. 
So you give yourself that. And you know what I was... Not intentionally, though, but for some reason, that's the only time I have that mental release that it's okay not to because it just canceled and it just came up. So, okay, I'm going to do nothing. It's that guilt-free free. free. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Guilt-free free. free. Guilt-free free. free. Well, when you were asking the question, the first thing I thought of was um, if I'm in a good, healthy state of mind, then I will be able to refocus my attention and go, okay, I've got this time. What what can I do that'll make me happy? If I'm not in a good state of mind, that's when I kind of sit on the couch and I watch stupid mindless TV like Hallmark and feel guilty about it at the end of the day. That's what, what I was the talking deal about? with Hallmark. Like my best friend watches whenever I go to her house, she's got those Hallmark movies on. You watch Hallmark? I mean that is a shocker. The reason I do it is because it's predictable and it doesn't take any brain power. But it's so cheesy. I love cheese. Cheese is my favorite thing. Well, we love brie. <laughs> I love cheese too, but I'm speaking of cheesy. Not into Hallmark. <laughs> no, you're supposed to be a murderino. You're watching that smut. But I guess sometimes there's some it's smutty. It's a little smutty. They never have the first kiss until the last scene of the movie. Yeah, but there's always... there. Okay, I have seen many of those shows where there... I, I, you're right. There's all that sexual tension going on in the in The, the entire... Yeah. Okay, so I just shared something really personal, and I knew that it might be shocking <laughs> to my friends to know that this is one of my little guilty pleasures, and instead of them embracing it, they're making fun of me, but that's okay, because I'm all right with it, because, you know, it is one of those, that's what I like to do when I don't want to think. Pleasure. Yeah, when I don't want to think. It's a guilty pleasure. Like, there's guilty pleasures. I listen to, sometimes I'm always listening to so much, like, self-development and all these good things. And then every once in a while, I just put on something mindless. And I forced myself to get a Michael Connelly book on my auto, or on my hoopla or whatever the heck thing that was. And it's because I do need mindless sometimes. So I guess I'm just, you did not strike me as a Hallmark girl. And I think that's adorable. Okay, well, I watch Love Island, Temptation Island, <laughs> Big Brother... Paradise Island, Bachelor in Paradise, whatever. Like, you name it. If there's a a reality show that's taking place on an island or a beach, I'm watching it. Or if they're voting each other off, I'm watching it. So, I mean, people would laugh at that, too, because, you know, it's reality. I never got into those, but I I understand where it comes from. And I I used to make fun. um, I'll tell you, I used to really, really make fun of Hallmark. And then I sat down and watched. It was during the Christmas season. That's what got me. Okay, but Christmas sometimes is the better Hallmark movies. Girl, not so much. There's some really good ones. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's... I've I've seen a couple. There was one, The 12 Dates of Christmas, I think was originally a Hallmark movie. They're I watched fabulous. it. Anyways. Anyway, back. There are usually hot guys on there, though. So if you want to stay busy, you know, mindless busy, you can always watch Hallmark or reality TV. But reeling it back in, my point was more if I'm... if spiritually fit, then I can use that time, that that sudden free time hall pass, I can use it in a way that I feel good about. But if I'm not feeling, if I'm not spiritually fit, basically, if I'm not in a good state of mind, 
any free time I have, I'll feel like I squandered it, even if it was what I needed. I'll I'll guilt myself out about that and feel that I've squandered time that could have been used in a better way, like self improvement. Okay, but that's what I that's why I brought this up. That's what I was talking about. All of a sudden, you have this free time, and then you feel anxious about not using it the right way. Vicky, you say you give give yourself a pass on it, but yeah, when I'm spiritually fit, I spend that time meditating. I go for a take the dog for a walk, a long walk. When I'm not, I go to bed. Like I take a nap, I turn on crappy tel- television or, you know, The Hobbit so and f- just take a nap. We've talked about this before and maybe I just don't understand what's so wrong about like resting on the couch and watching Hallmark movies. Or Netflix. Or Netflix. What's wrong about well, it? Well, there's nothing wrong. I Well, uh, there's nothing wrong, I feel like, when you do it once a week maybe, but when you're constantly so, avoiding being busy so that you can do nothing, which is I started off this episode saying, okay, I think okay. it's my laziness. It's just like, I, I don't know. I, I It's or all like balanced. When I'm busy, I'm, I probably have fear that I'm going to like let people down. Like staying busy is like, makes me have to be accountable to people. And I don't like that sometimes, you know? <laughs> they both wanted to respond. We, were like, huh, we almost bumped heads there. <laughs> I, I wanted to say that you're not lazy. You, you may be avoiding something and you may not have figured out what that is yet, but you're not lazy. And I hate that you're labeling yourself as lazy because you're not, okay. not at all. All right. All right. No. And, and you know what? I think that um, there's so many levels of this topic. Like this has so many different um, compartments in it that you can work on. So one of them is balance, right? I think another one is figuring out what you like to do and what you don't like to do. I think that's a super powerful exercise because find those things that you like to do and and maybe schedule in, force ourselves to schedule in some fun time, some not busy work, self-development, whatever the case may be, like schedule that in and then give yourself give yourself a pass. But it's this is what I'm saying, our society sensationalizes busyness and I have been caught up in it and I almost feel like I'm doing something wrong if I'm not constantly busy I'm not a good friend I'm not a good mom I'm not a good worker I'm not a good 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 and I think for me to I need to and I'm working on this I've been working on this since the the whole summer is not judging it just experiencing it and wherever it can wherever it takes me it takes me and accepting the fact that i am a busy body i like to be busy i like to move i like to have something to do and 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 that's why scheduling that's why in the program morning quiet time is so important right if you schedule that in you have to schedule it in just like so it's There's so many, you have to be good at time management. I mean, like there's so many pieces to this that make this issue easier to live with. But I think no matter what, we're connected to these phones that are constantly reminding us that we have to do something and that we're constantly getting these emails and we're constantly getting text messages and we're constantly, there's so much calling out our name that we do feel like, and and you know that FOMO, fear of missing out or whatever that is, I think that's become less of an issue for me, but I think that also has something to do with it. 
where you don't, you feel like, oh God, if I don't do this, I'm going to miss out on the fun time. But some, but that's why I guess it, what it boils down to is figuring out what you want to do and what you don't want to do and getting the stuff you don't want to do done first or make sure you get that adult shit <laughs> done and then figure out what you how what's what are your priorities what's what's most important is it most important to go to yoga for you is it most important to go on a walk for you is it most important to read a book is it most important to listen to a podcast i love listening to podcasts and, and what's so nice about podcasts is you can do it I can do it. Some people can't. I can do it while I'm doing a million other things. So like cleaning, it's my it's it's my background and I can pay attention to it. I have other friends that can't pay attention to what's being said if they're doing stuff, but I guess the exercise for me that I'm going to keep working on is figuring out what I like to do and what I don't like to do and how I can not judge myself for living a life that I'm creating because it's about us creating our own life, right? right? A life that we want and and balance with the stuff that we have to do. Well, I think you just gave me my golden nugget to find out what my priorities are and it's okay to prioritize the things that like I want to do and want to accomplish and say no to things that don't serve me or don't suit me. And yeah. Thank you, Vicky. That was very succinct, and um, I got so I was like madly writing, jotting down things that I wanted to remember. Um, one of the things that uh, really, really jumped out at me is uh, when you were talking about being busy and, and making making a list. Yesterday, Vicky shared with me a list of if money were no object, what would I do? And I love that for so many reasons because it's like a soul list. And why not make that list of if I have time, what will I do? So then when you're sitting there and you're kind of like wallowing and I don't know what to do and you're beating yourself up, you've got that list handy. And I'm going to do that because I, I'm not kidding. I have goosebumps right now. I'm like, that is so Freaking brilliant. I love it. And then I also made a parallel between procrastination and busyness. Uh, we say that we work better under fire. We, and we've talked about this before. It's like, I do my best work when I don't have much time. No, no. What you, what you have done is you've pushed all, when I say you, I mean me. You've pushed all the other distractions aside because you don't have a choice. When we're busy, we do that because we are making ourselves not have a choice. If you see your busyness and your free time equal in that I'm making choices, choices to do this, and then I'm making a choice to do that, then you don't have to see it as a negative. You know what I'm saying? Like procrastination all of a sudden isn't really the reason that you get things done. Busyness isn't the reason that you schedule good or bad. It's just, it's part of it. It's the word that we use Mm -hmm. to describe it, which is why I think... I think maybe we say I'm I'm living a full life and not a busy life. You know, my sponsor is notorious for telling me this and she has so many good nuggets and she says you are living a full messy beautiful life and that is living in recovery and it just makes me feel so much better. And and I think if we frame it in a cuz that word busy it, it's just it's like you feel like there's a fly going around your ear and you have to ugh, just listen to it and it's annoying. And the other thing that I think is important for me in this process is to check my motivation. 
right? Kind of going back to using being physically busy as a shield between me and other people if I don't want to engage in negative behavior that I used to do, um, because that's what happened when I was changing my behavior when I first got sober. But, But now I have to check, am I being busy because I... Be, am I procrastinating or am I just really filling up my schedule with full things? And, and so I guess it just boils down to we got to make that list. What, what, makes us, what makes us hum? You know, what makes us feel joy? And what, what do we have to do if we don't do, we don't feel joy? What takes away our joy? Mm-hmm. So if I don't pay my bills, all those moments where I should be experiencing joy, all I'm thinking about is, oh my gosh, I blow off my bills. I blow off my... So I don't know. Prioritizing. Prioritizing. And time management, again, doesn't have to be a negative. Time, and it's all how you're going to frame it. You know, we, we have, it's, it's so beautiful, we have the choice to decide how we want to approach our life. And I am choosing to daily approach my life in a way that's loving and kind. And I know I say this all the time. I, I'm trying to learn how to treat myself in a loving and kind way, how I treat my friends. I'm trying to learn to treat myself that way. And part of me doing that is knowing that I deserve to have those special moments where I sit on the couch and I walk my watch my damn Hallmark yes. with no judgment. Maybe I'll try it and then maybe I'll stop judging because maybe I'll get sucked in. And and maybe that's the problem because I used to like those Harlequin romances so much. I would read them voraciously, but then I started judging myself like, oh God, these are so mindless. I should be reading something important. You know, it's the self-judgment. It it's is. Self-judgment. It is. Yeah. I mean, we, we, we are our worst critics. Definitely. Bree, do you have anything? I'm, I'm putting Bree on the spot, though, but I think we're kind of winding down, yeah. and I wanted to see if Bree had any last, before we talk about our golden nuggets. There's so many. I, yeah, and I just Vicky got just... so much out of that last couple of minutes from you gals, and the big thing for me was just reframing busyness. Like, it doesn't have to be bad, and it can be just full, fullness of life, and then prioritizing, and that, I mean, goes along with time management, but not to look at it... it Negatively, yeah. Like, Guilt I don't know, free, I just free. Thought, yes. Guilt free, free. Like you know, just. So what's okay? So what? Maybe but 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 that's all, folks. <laughs> I don't even know. I'm gonna stop. But about that's exactly what I thought of too. So I <laughs> that's all, folks. We're gonna close the curtains now and dim the lights. <laughs> this is here the night of nights. If anybody's old enough to remember that, God, that was my favorite thing. Okay, so um, golden nuggets, don't judge, but just experience it. Um, You don't have to, if you don't judge yourself and you learn to experience it. And so that is what we're doing by living a life that we not only create, but that it's a life that we want. And um, the last thing would be um, what you do and don't like to do. Like figure that out. Make that list. And make the list of the things that need to get done, like cleaning out your closet, uh, you know, donating to Goodwill. Because once you get started on even those tasks, that makes you feel better. It does. Um, but you just have to get started. So, uh, My golden nugget is just reframing this whole way. And, you know, my sponsor gave it to gives it to me all the time. Just... Just embracing my full, messy, beautiful life. And that, Brie, you kind of said it at the beginning. We get to do this. And when I wasn't sober, I had no choices other than what am I going to do to get what I want? 
everything revolved around how am I going to get to drink tonight? How am I going to get my my stuff? How am I going to do the everything revolved? And, and I had no choices. So I know if I go back to drinking that all these beautiful, full life choices are taken away from me because I am a prisoner to my disease. Yuck. No, thank you. No, thank you. No, thank you. And and even if I chose, thinking about what you're saying, if I chose to go back to drinking, even if I didn't drink, but if I went back to that mindset, it would be the same prison, the the exact same prison of me not deserving less than all that that bad, ugly stuff that I'm finally getting free from. And I think I've said this before too, but I'm not finding myself; I'm remembering myself. And and I remember a a good, honest, happy person, and that's that's what I strive for. I golden love it. nugget brief. W- I already said my golden nugget. Oh, okay. She had lots. But this leads into soul sparkle. Okay, hey, so a little update. We're not going to do our sister. third piece of that yet. We're going to wait maybe a week, maybe two weeks. I don't know. Think about what you want. I need some time. I, yeah, I was, I was so we busy. so busy. We, <laughs> I was we didn't too busy time. this week. <laughs> I was so busy. Um, but I did post two things on for my I Soul Sparkle board. One was the web design class. The other one was just a little quote about travel. So part of my travel Soul Spar- Sparkle board thing was also, and I've been talking to you guys about this, taking pictures and photography, and I wish it was something I was good at. I wish it was something I knew how to do, and then taking pictures of the sunset. So shout out to Linda. Linda, Linda. Because she gave me a camera. She heard our episode last week and is letting me borrow her very fancy schmancy camera to learn how to take pictures. So... I will be taking pictures of these sunsets that I and I will be posting them. That I'm holding myself accountable to doing that. So, um, yeah, so I'm just really grateful. Them. I know I am. I, I will. That is so awesome. So thank you, Linda. That's but that's progress towards my soul sparkle. It's already manifesting itself. I was which just going to say it makes I me was so happy. Say, yep. So I am feeling extreme gratitude today that we have this and it's almost like it's speaking itself into existence just by us doing this. So if you have something you want to get on your soul sparkle board, like start sharing it with us because yes. the sooner you start sharing it and putting it out there, Chef Lynn is going to tell us <laughs> that we need to do it. So Okay, Chef Lynn, take it away. Um, so yesterday Vicky helped me with this wedding that I did and she saw that was the first time I think she's really seen me in Chef Lynn mode, which is a different it's it's not the kinder, gentler Lynn. It's the very direct, let's get the shit done, Lynn. So what I'm <laughs> saying is not only would we appreciate it, we really, really want you to um, show us what you've got working, what's working to sparkle your soul. Uh, Get it out there. And if you don't, then you might just get an ugly phone call from me saying, chop, chop, what the fuck? Why aren't you doing this yet? Yeah, because it's good for you, right? Yes. And really quick, you could share it on Facebook or our Instagram page, whichever one, whichever medium you feel more comfortable with. You can even email it to us and we can share it for you. No, not dot com. Whoops. At telling on ourselves. Yes. Yes. And at... Uh, telling or or you can email us if you don't have say you don't have an Instagram or a Facebook or you want to email it to us you can telling on ourselves three at gmail.com and then we could go ahead and post it on you just put your name and talk a little bit about whatever you sent us yes and we are just I, well I I'm not going to speak for the girls but I am just super blessed about this podcast and 
the people that I have talked to and the things that they notice and get to share with us about what they like and they don't like, oh, it just means so much that our blabbing and blubbering and me making up words, tripping. Jim, and tripping, <laughs> trip, trip, tripping, um, it just... It means so much that people are actually listening, which is really weird because there's a lot of good stuff you could be listening to, and we're just very grateful that you're listening to us. That's right. Thanks, everybody. And with that, tribe out. Tribe out. Tribe out. Thanks for listening to another episode of Telling on Ourselves. Please rate, review, share, subscribe, download our podcast at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. And if you want more telling on ourselves, please find us and follow us and like us on Instagram and Facebook at Telling on Ourselves. Tribe out.